0: Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success.
1: This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Girard. Good afternoon, high-performing individuals come in every flavor. They cannot be identified by looking at a resume. I repeat, they cannot be identified by looking at a resume. They can only be discovered by understanding who the person is, the values they hold dear, and the track record of the impact they've made in the past. Every day, your company loses money when you allow your personal bias to influence your hiring decisions without proper evidence. Quite often, the strongest hire is not the person you envision for the role. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and hiring managers win the right hire. We share insights from top-performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Mr. Kelly Robinson, who's back for time number two. I am, yeah. Excited to have you, Kelly. Thank you. By popular demand, he's back because everybody loves you much more than me. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see the stats on that popular demand before I take that. But thank you very much. I think you're still on like our top five podcasts of all time. I just downloaded a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Kelly founded Broadbean back in 2001, which was acquired eventually by Career Builder in 2014. Now he leads Red Dot Media, which is a recruitment and advertising agency with a particular skill in programmatic advertising campaigns. He spent the last 25 years in recruitment and recruitment technology. During this time, he has grown, integrated, bought and sold businesses both within the UK and the US, which makes Kelly the perfect expert for today's topic. Kelly, welcome back to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Thank you very much for inviting me back. I'm honored. Kelly and I, for Full disclosure reasons, we actually work pretty much next door to each other, and I hear him yap, and, and like we have dueling yap fests we, <laughs> on the phone. We do.
0: We debate the benefits <laughs> of job balls versus not job balls on many occasions. I know,
1: right? We've had this conversation way too often. Exactly. We brought him back because we had a conversation last week talking about this exact topic, which is why you need to consider hiring people over the age of 45 to 50, our older generation. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to bust into how to do it. So let's kick this off, Kelly. Why is there a problem here? Why do employers not hire older people right now?
0: Well, let's just step back a bit. I have a passion for this subject, and I think it probably comes a little bit with age. Yeah. And a side project, which we call the 50 Project. And our goal is to basically educate employers to embrace modern elders to provide opportunities for interesting and valuable work. But here's the big problem. Companies and hiring managers typically want to hire 24 to 34-year-olds and not what we call modern elders, which is your 45 to 65 year olds. And there is a bias and it looks like this. It's why would I want to hire this person? Why would that person want to work for me? That person currently has more experience than me. Would they want to do it my way? Would they want to disrupt and do it their own way? She's already been doing this job for 20 years. He doesn't have the right degree. Now, if I hear one more time, looking at a person who's in their 45s and 50s and then essentially vetoing them from a job because their education or their degree wasn't correct from 25 years ago, it's going to drive me mad right and then generically you hear things like younger workers are better because they have more energy they're more tech savvy they're more willing to give us discretionary effort they'll stay with us for the next 30 years what rubbish absolute rubbish well, i don't with know the if for
1: 30 years i've heard that one i hear the complaints that they jump ship quite often
0: this is what people in their 40s and 50s and 60s start to hear is that younger people are going to stay with us longer they'll put more effort into the company they're more tech savvy they're more willing to work for us they'll have less health problems and it's just simply
1: not true all right so let's break this down each sure. one they have more energy <laughs> i mean I, 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 i'm
0: silent i'm silent specifically because let's turn the clock back right when i was 24 and 25 yes i would work really hard and yes i would have a ton of energy but not on a monday because my weekends used <laughs> to extend into a monday right now i was really good at covering that and i'm sure everyone else that's listening had a different life they didn't blow off mondays but that was me okay. so i don't think that i have less energy now than I did when I was 24 or 25.
1: When you get into your late 30s, early 40s, that's when you start realizing that you're out of shape and you need to start exercising more, otherwise you're going to die pretty soon. Yep. At least that was my case. I actually started doing MMA when I was 38. Why? I don't know. But I needed exercise. I was considerably heavier and I wasn't feeling good all the time. Mm -hmm. And I found that when I exercise, which I daily, I'm out there doing something. I have a ton more energy. Exactly. And I probably do more so now than I did when I was in my 20s.
0: Exactly. Absolutely.
1: All right. So we just debunked that one. The other one that I hear quite often is the tech savvy thing. Like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Not true. Okay. I'll tell you, prove me
0: wrong. I installed TikTok last week. (laughs) It's brilliant. And I know I shouldn't because it's probably against the rules nowadays, but I am equally confident with my phone. We've grown up in the era of pretty much working on PCs and technology and Macs for most of our life. Now, maybe slightly different because I've always been in the software space, but generally, I think my tech skills are on par with most people. I'm not comparing myself to the super whiz kid developers, but in terms of general day-to-day usage of technology, I'm as tech savvy as the rest. Okay. And let's be honest, it's getting easier as well, right? It used to be you needed... Technology is simplifying everything. I find myself now dictating emails and text using voice, controlling things with voice far more than I used to. So it's actually just getting easier. You just talk to your device, ask it for an answer, it gives you the answer.
1: That is true. Also, that's individualistic because if you are a person who's committed to learning, you're going to pick up new technologies, you're going to learn them. If you're not one of these people who are committed to learning, then of course, that's an individual thing. It's not a generational thing. Would you agree? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Now, we can totally debunk that they're going to work with us for the next 30 years. I have had so many CEOs that I've talked to or worked with in the past that complain about the fact that people jump ship way too fast. Mm -hmm. I would say that it's exactly the opposite. If you've hire somebody who's a little bit older, they're going to stick with it for a while.
0: Absolutely. The statistics say that a modern elder so that's defined sort of 45 to 65, they're typically going to stay with an organisation that provides them with valuable and interesting work somewhere in the region of 7 to 10 years, which is higher than the average. I'm using 30 to make an example. I'm using some examples to show you the bias that these people are experiencing, that we're experiencing when we're applying for jobs. And these are the things that are typically shared with, we hire younger people, we prefer that 24 to 34 range. I mean, they can't officially say that, but the education there is because they'll come up with things like, this person's going to stay with the organisation longer, and some of the other reasons i've mentioned before and it's not
1: statistically true i've also heard the argument and this is a little off of what we talked about but i've heard the argument that from a benefit perspective it's going to cost the company more for health insurance or the person might be out sick more often than not any insight into that
0: there's no statistical evidence that proves that a modern elder is out of the office more than a younger person We've seen nothing that shows that that's an issue. Now, does healthcare cost more? Potentially, yeah, that's a thing that we need to solve. That's something yeah. that we need to work with. We need to come up within the 50 projects some way to either provide some form of insurance or they take a lower category of risk or it's a shared burden or something needs to be looked at on that front. But that is one of those things that I think is solvable. And we don't really have a lot of choice. There's a giant talent pool out there that's growing. There's only one talent pool that's growing and it ain't the 24 to 34-year-old range. No. In the next few years, generally, 35% of the workforce are going to be over 50 of the workforce over 50. Now, add to that, 8% of those are going to be over 65. That's 13 million people in the workforce that are going to be over 65. You've got to rethink your strategy. You've got to rethink the way you approach this because the talent pools are shrinking at that age range they're trying to hire in.
1: Well, the truth is there's this big push for diversity and inclusion within organizations. And I haven't heard anybody talk about hiring people who are older. It's just bringing in different ethnicities and different types of people. But having a good mix of everything, everything across the board, just increases innovation and probably increases productivity. I don't have any data to back that, but I've seen that when you have a good cross mix of people who are sharing ideas and different experience, the company just thrives that much more. Absolutely. And not only that, but when you
0: look at some of the information I've looked at and you get companies like, and I hate to use AARP because they're really the ones that make you know when you've hit a certain age because they start <laughs> they start courting your membership but they did a survey and they have 3,900 people responded 3,900 people over the age of 45 now 45's not old is it let's be honest right no is what the new 35 it's certainly not old and 61% of them said they'd felt some form of age discrimination when applying for a job 61% of them.
1: I thought 50 was the new 30. Ah, wow, 50's the new 30. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I, I'll take that all day long. <laughs> I mean, 20. I would
0: high five you, but we're being socially distant. That's so true. That's I'm not high fiving you. Well, I'll elbow you. Yeah, right. done.
1: Virtual elbows. (laughs) So why is this important to your company? You are a CEO of a company and you're growing. Why is it important for you to look at people who are out of your ideal repertoire of what you think might be the right person for the role? To go back to the point you made a minute ago, I think it should just be
0: part of your diversity strategy regardless. Yeah, I think age is probably one of those areas that's almost acceptable as a bias currently. Out of that 61% of people that took that AARP survey, they said that many of them had been asked questions that were related to their age. So from what is your date of birth to when did you graduate to what year did you start college? You know, all those little sneaky recruiter tricks that people use to figure out is this person in that age range or are they 50? And, you know, a lot of recruiters are in their mid-twenties and they don't want to hire their parents. I can see that. So there's some things and there's some barriers to overcome.
1: And the other thing is that I think companies are trying to be protective of culture. So there's that ideal that an older person may not fit in with their culture. I call rubbish that all day long as well. Nice use of the word rubbish, by the way. I like that. Thank you very too long exactly <laughs> <laughs> very English of you. <laughs> So what's interesting is that we're basing it on looking at a resume, and I hate resumes for this reason and reason alone. I think resumes spur on bias. You look at the name, people look at what company they're from, they make decisions based on this really surfacey content that's on a resume. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, this person went to MIT, I should definitely call them. They're not really looking for evidence that's going to support whether or not this person is going to enhance their culture. And that's an individualistic piece. It doesn't matter if they're old or not or young or where they fit into the spectrum, what matters is that they fit into the culture.
0: Right. But I don't know anybody who's in there. And let's pick the lower number. Somebody who's 40. When you're 40, do you go, I can't fit into a startup culture? Look at that guy. I think his name's Chip Conlon. He was 52. He was hired in to be one of the key people at Airbnb when it first started. And the reason I remember him is I read a quote that he said recently, which I thought was quite interesting. And one of the things he said was, how are you supposed to find, because we're all living longer, how are you supposed to finance a 30-year retirement with a 40-year career? When you think about the math, if you're going to work for 40 years, how do you finance 30 years of retirement out of that number? You simply don't. So we have to work longer. I think when you look at some of those things, he didn't go to Airbnb and go, well, I'm not going to fit the culture. You look at the people you're working with and you enjoy working with them and you bring your own dimension to that.
1: Airbnb does a very good job. Of hiring for cultural alignment. I've come across them with a lot of people that have been hired over there that have been 50 plus and they hire based on the contribution that person can be making to the company as opposed to wherever they fit. Absolutely. I've actually lost people that have taken jobs to Airbnb, caught them late in the process or something like that. Right, That's great though that they do that. Again, going back to the resume though, I look at the resume as just a tool of, okay, this person worked at XYZ company. Let's talk about that. What'd you do over here? Like you said, stop looking at the actual educational background or the other things that may create and
0: That's the problem, right? People are not even given the chance to get to the interview stage to plead their case because they're vetoed out or because they've got the wrong degree or because they graduated 20 years ago or their degrees in something that's not relevant. You know, most of us, when we graduated school, college, whatever, it was pre-internet. So we're going to have different educational backgrounds, but we've been working for 25 years. We've obviously evolved and adapted over that period of time. So I think the problem here is not getting the opportunity to actually meet people and
1: this goes out to recruiters yes that, that's completely. the problem with recruiters because we look at things we make judgments we pass on them denied you know what it's often not the recruiter you can say does a 24
0: year old necessarily want to hire some of their mum and dad's age and, and maybe not and maybe there's no relationship yet. but my experience of anybody that's in talent acquisition is really what they're doing is they're basing their selection criteria off of what the line managers told them so it really starts with them they're telling them the person they want to fit in their team and they're using that as a selection criteria
1: but it is their job as the recruiting expert to be able to Engage their hiring managers and advise their hiring managers as to the fact that there is a talent pool here that they're passing up. Absolutely, yeah. All right, you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard. For our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Hey, check out stridesearch.com. There you'll find additional resources on how you can land great hires. Today, we're talking to Kelly Robinson. He is the CEO of Red Dot Media, and we are discussing hiring over 50. So, modern, modern elders. <laughs> modern which elders. now starts apparently at 40. <laughs> that, it starts at 40? Uh, yeah, there's... by the way, and everyone that's in talent position that's not 40, you will get there really quickly and you will understand what it feels like. Right? It's true. It sneaks up on you really fast. It does. Yeah, it does. All of a sudden, you're like, crap, I'm hitting 40. It's terrible.
0: Going back to the point that you were talking about before, which is that we filter people out on the resume. They're not given an opportunity to meet. I've got some numbers around that because we've got some real problems. And actually, it's not all doom and gloom because there's been a massive improvement since 2012. So in 2012, the average period of time that somebody in that 45 to 55 range would look for a job with 50 weeks 50 weeks now today it's down to 34 so that's a big improvement but that still means statistically that if you're unemployed between the ages of 45 and 55 you're likely to be looking for a job for eight months but how many of those are not finding a new job well apparently 29 percent of job seekers over the age of 55 plus are now unemployed for or considered long-term unemployed which means they've been out of work for 27 weeks probably going to get worse with covid and what's going on recently absolutely but you know 34 weeks we need to change that that needs to be improved being out of work for eight months and if you read the comment and i do this all the time as part of the whole project 50s is i look what people write and they'll say things like i'm a 59 year old executive assistant I've been doing this job for 40 years and I've managed to get four interviews in the last year because I'm 59 years old and you just think that's criminal all that experience all that knowledge all of that wisdom and these people don't even get an opportunity to plead their case they're filtered out before people even know if they're part of the culture God, I can, I can no... hang I can hang with 25 year olds I can go down the pub and have a beer with them I will fit any culture but my resume wouldn't get me you're, through the door you're a
1: chameleon you're adaptable that's crazy to me that people there's nobody more motivated than that person to come in and do a great job exactly I mean they're going to hit the cover off the ball for you so let's talk about how we do. how would you advise a entrepreneur or hiring manager right now how do they need to change their thinking or how do they need to look at this in order for them to effectively be able to open up that talent pool for their company my advice is five
0: things to consider one start valuing wisdom we talk a lot about eq there's an awful lot of that in the age range start valuing wisdom as much as you do disruption. We all want to hear startups disrupting industry. Maybe some startups could do with some wisdom and that could be really useful. I would say think of age as an essential part of diversity. It's the same as every other part of your diversity strategy. Consider people that can bring that in. And then my three favorites are, please don't rule someone out for being overqualified before you even speak to them. Please, please, please don't rule out someone out because their boss is going to be younger than them. I don't care if my boss is younger than me. If I respect that person, they do a good job. I'm not going to come and disrupt it. I want to work with nice people. There's this immediate thing that, oh, well, I'm younger than them, so they won't want to work for me which is just not true not true at all nope not at all. And then finally, and this is the thing that bugs me the most, is please don't rule somebody out because of their education. If they're 45 or 50 years old, they've been contributing for 20 years. Does it really matter where they went to school or even if they didn't go to school? When I left school, it was perfectly legitimate. You had two paths, two career paths, right? If you wanted to go to college to read for your degree, because it was considered reading for a degree back in those days, you did. And if you wanted to go to work and learn through experience and almost like an apprenticeship route, that was considered a completely viable option. We've been brainwashed now to think that the only way to go is to get the degree first. And so a lot of people that are in that 45 to 55 range. It wasn't such a pressing thing to do back in those days. So please don't rule them out because of education.
1: Yeah. And don't put people who have an education ahead of them.
0: Give everybody an opportunity to Absolutely. talk. Absolutely.
1: There are people who have gone to Ivy League schools who haven't done anything since right. they've gotten out. Exactly. And there are people who have never gone to school who are highly productive. Use the example of Marcus Zuckerberg, like of course he was at Harvard, but he didn't finish Harvard, he doesn't have a degree, would you hire him for your company? It's a loaded question in today's, <laughs> in today's climate. He's obviously a very smart, intelligent dude, right? I think he could probably bring some value somewhere. But there's value to be found in every person. Yes, Who exactly. fits into your cultural value system. I agree with you 100% on the diversity and inclusion thing. This includes age. You yes. have to make sure that you understand that it includes age. Yes. Focusing on and building diversity and inclusion into your, like I said earlier, increases your innovation and increases productivity and profits ultimately down the chain why would you not want that people make a bunch
0: of stereotypes and i've mentioned them before they don't want to hire this person because they may have more experience than me or they may not want to work for a younger boss and it's simply not true and i tried to find it prior to coming here i read an article once that said in the ideal world everything should work in reverse and I mentioned this to you briefly yesterday, which is when you leave college, you should immediately become the CEO, get all the benefits, all the money, all the responsibility, high energy, and then work job, your way down. And then work your way down because as the kids grow up and as they go off to college or they go on to stand on their own two feet, you don't need to earn as much money. You actually prefer a little bit more freedom. As time goes by, you trade off the responsibility and the salary for freedom and work-life balance. And I think if you could actually implement that, it'd be amazing. I mean, it will never work because of obviously knowledge, but I think it's an amazing idea.
1: <laughs> Gosh, and. Then- an ideal world. Just to add on to this, it's so important that you talk to people. When you get a resume or you get somebody who don't pass on them, the person you think, oh, yeah, you know what? Maybe I don't like their educational background or this, that, or the other thing. Call them. Have a conversation with them because you're killing yourself. You're killing your company. That could have been your best hire. And you're not even giving them a shot. By the way, you made a really valid point. If you call somebody who's 45, you know what? They'll answer their phone. That's true. (laughs) That's true. They will have a conversation and they will actually tell you the truth. They will give you exactly what you need to learn in order for you to figure out whether or not you should hire them. Absolutely. Or bring them in for an interview. Which leads me to the last thing develop a phone screen process or have a phone screen process in place to where you're gathering that evidence. That should be the number one thing that you're making the decision on. Mm -hmm. I have a phone screen process that allows me to judge the viability of this person based on evidence of accurate data that they're sharing with me. That's it. It shouldn't be based on anything other than that. And if you're not calling people and having conversations, you're just being lazy and you're destined to fail. Yep. I agree, wholeheartedly. <laughs> Boom, all right, we're getting pretty close on time, Kelly. Give me two or three key takeaways you can give the audience that can plug into their business today. And we've talked a lot about companies, so let's just talk
0: about the people that are looking for work in that 45 to 50 range. First of all, you gotta work at it a little bit, and I think there's three or four key points to bear in mind. One, you need to evolve, which means evolve your resume, edit your resume, bring out the skills and bring out the components that are relevant. Keep learning, don't be one of those people that shuts themselves off. Keeping learning is vitally important.
1: And don't tell yourself as I have 20 years of experience. Nope. Exactly. Nobody cares collaborate
0: work is a team sport we need to help teams and individuals grow and and be good at what they do and i think when you've been in the business or been around for a long time we get much better at that and then finally use your skills to mentor and counsel people we can help companies grow there's a lot to give in and those are the four points i think i would share with people that are looking for work right now
1: boom i love it all right kelly well thanks so much for your time investment today and i want to welcome you to the higher power radio community now what would be the best way in which members of our audience can reach you either email kelly at red.media.co
0: or on twitter kelly J. Robinson.
1: And we'll link that in the show notes. Thank you very much. Alright, I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in this week's episode of Higher Power. Quick thanks to our team, Christopher Decker, Andrea Ballin, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We welcome your feedback, and we love making this show better for you. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Hire, that's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com, or you can drop me an email at Rick at com. Tune in next week for another episode of Higher Power. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn Live Show every Tuesday at noon, or download the podcast on iHeart Radio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to recruitment success. Rick Turin.